When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Hard-edged, hard-nosed, hard to beat. Where are you coming from in this one? Your 100% essential download. Jim White and Simon Jordan. You let this get out of control. Outspoken with White and Jordan. From the world's biggest sports radio station, Talk Sport. Hello and thanks for downloading Outspoken, the very best of our Talk Sport show. Simon and I discussed the shock managerial departures of Gary O'Neill and Darren Moore from Bournemouth and Sheffield Wednesday. Plus, we were joined in studio by an emotional Graham Soonis, who's just completed a remarkable swim across the channel for a very special cause. So, Mr. Soonis is going to be strutting into the studio. Um, Indeed. Triumphant. And why shouldn't he be, Simon? Yeah, well done. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice to have him back. It'll be like putting back three stooges, <laughs> won't it? He'll be Harpo. He'll be the one with the horn. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. The mute. <laughs> Can't keep up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Graham, if you are on your way in and uh, you're listening to this, we mean it. We're, we're ready to welcome you. Uh, what a fantastic effort that was over the weekend. He and uh, two or three others swam the channel for the nearly charity. One, nearly, I think they've got nearly 1.2 million now, haven't they? Their target was 1.1 million. Brilliant. So they've exceeded their target. And I have to say, a remarkable achievement by all of those that contributed. But Graham is the is sort of the, the anchor in terms of the media attention that's driven a lot of this. So yeah. it's very, very, very well done. essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Gary O'Neill secures Bournemouth's Premier League survival. Gone. Darren Moore gets Sheffield Wednesday promoted. And I was there. What a day it was for the thousands of Sheffield Wednesday fans. Darren Moore, gone. I just wonder, has football reached new levels this week when it comes to sacking success? You know, on the day, Simon, that Sheffield Wednesday secured their premier, uh, their, their um, promotion to the championship, yeah. I caught up with Josh Windass, I caught up with the captain, Barry Bannon, who couldn't have been more optimistic about life as they headed up to another division, the one above the one they'd been in with Darren Moore. We want to kick on, and you seen that with Sunderland um, last season. They beat us in the semis, ended up getting promoted and hit the crossbar this season in the Championship. Similar size club here, so it's all about momentum and winning games. And we've spoke, I've spoken to the gaffer already about next season on the pitch, and it's, he's, it's, he touched on it like, let's go next season, momentum, and we go again. So we're looking to enjoy this moment, but come out next season and challenge. I mean, terrific. 
Barry Bannon was so thrilled to have skippered the side uh, as it heads to the championship. And only last week, only last week, Darren Moore, who everybody agreed had done a brilliant job at Sheffield Wednesday, he spoke to us here at TalkSport, very optimistic about the business that might well be done in this close season. What we're looking to do is recruit and recruit well in terms of making um, some key signings and obviously relying on, be reliant on, the, on the, the loans window, which you can use to great effect. And I think that with these group of players here, with making the right signings and getting them in the football club and bringing the loan players in, it's essential, and getting uh, more, much more the, the younger players to balance out the squad. And I think if we can do that, get a good pre-season in, then we'll have a look. Then we'll have a look. Well, he won't be having a look. He'll be having a look from the outside because yeah. Darren Moore was sacked yesterday. As a former owner yourself, Simon, what's the thinking? I mean, goodness only knows. I, I interviewed Chancery at the end of the, the Sheffield Wednesday match at Wembley. Um, and it was interesting to say the least. He had big plans, but I wasn't really sure what his thinking was. What do you think the thinking is here to get rid of Moore at this stage? Well, I think it's a bit more mutual than just getting rid of Moore. I think they've had a, a discussion about the way forward and they see things slightly differently, is my understanding of things. Look, success is a moving feast. It's about perpetual motion. And what is success today needs to be built upon. And there is a, 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 an innate bravery about making decisions. You might think it's ruthless and the football might well look at it and go, well, hang on a second. But if you believe that someone is better set to take you further forward then you make those decisions and some would say, well, hang on a second, for the example of Gary Neal, I'll deal with Darren Moore in a second. You know, hang on, he kept you in the division. Well, there was an element of Gary Moore, uh, Gary O'Neill wasn't necessarily this guy's particular choice. He was a scenario that was foisted upon him by the very nature of, of Bournemouth's situation following Scott Parker. He did the job in hand. Um, and he obviously believes, for the best interests of Bournemouth, that Gary O'Neill is not going to take them somewhere that he wants to go. Now, that is a that is a very straight-down-the-line decision, and people might look at it from an emotional point of view, but if you peel, pair it back and look at it and say, when Nigel Atkins was taken out of Southampton and they put Pochettino in there, there was an, out, there was an outcry going, hold on, yeah, hold, hold on, and everyone thought that was a bit ruthless. He's doing a decent job, he's OK, he's not bad, he's going OK. And, uh, or, or, or it might be Pardew. Someone, Atkins was taken out of either Pardew or Pochettino, but one of them took over and took Southampton to a different level. And everyone at the time thought mm. it was a bit brutal. You're speaking like an owner, aren't you? Uh, I'm, think, I'm speaking about somebody that doesn't deploy sentiment to business decisions. This isn't somebody walking up to Gary O'Neill and saying, you're ugly, I don't like you, you're stupid, I don't want you working here. This is somebody saying, I think you've run your course, I think you've done a brilliant job for us, you're going to get paid on the way out, because that's the difference between an owner firing somebody and a manager upping and leaving is that the manager will get the manager will get paid more often than not when a manager jacks and walks out the door you leave yourself in a very invidious position as an owner because you've backed them supported them you've given the platform mm. to be successful and the only time with the exception of these guys that you fire managers because they're failing yeah but hang on hang on here I, yeah. I'm, I want to stop you right in your tracks this morning let's say the story yesterday had been different let's say the announcement was that Gary O'Neill wants to thank everybody for his time at Bournemouth but he's taking the Leeds job and he wants to thank everybody at Bournemouth for what they did for him. You would be on him like a ton of bricks this morning. Disloyal, disloyalty. This is what owners get, just as you were with Michael Beale. 
No, I was, and Silva. I, I, I was on Michael Beale because, and there's a similarity. No, no, no. And you're, no, hang on, you're right to point it out because I'm thinking my way through this. There's a the, Michael Beale was given an opportunity from being a number two into QPR. Someone backed him, very similar to Marco Silva. Marco Silva's stock in trade was to get Hull relegated. Everyone gave him this big reputation. Watford took a chance and backed him. And as soon as he got some headlights on him, he decided to leave. So that scenario that you're you're conceptualising with Gary O'Neill and Leeds as an opportunity, hmm. yeah, I can see that if I gave you'd that reaction, them, right? I can see that I, if I gave that reaction, you'd be able to say, you'd be able to shout hypocrisy. Yeah. I understand that perspective. So what we, should our view of owners be this morning then? Well, our view of owners should be, and I, I'll, I'll give you an example of what I wish I'd done. I wish I'd fired Dowie when we got promoted. Not because of what I subsequently found out about him and my subsequent distaste for the things he said and did, but because at the time when I went into the Premier League, I thought... I don't think he's got the chops to take us further forward. I think we need someone that's going to be able to compete in the Premier League. Palace did it. Parrish did it with Ian Holloway. He took Holloway out and put Pulis out in um, very early in the season. And I didn't have that luxury because I was greeted with people that we didn't have this abundance of riches that Palace had the, the, the opportunity over years to get past Hodgson, Pulis, Allardyce all around. So why didn't you sack him then? Because I couldn't find a better alternative. So Bill Foley thinks he's found a better alternative yeah. in in in, um, in in Donny, but he doesn't really know, does he? He doesn't know for sure. So we we, we attack. We atta- no, he doesn't. It's an interesting, curious one who's got in his ear and why he thinks this guy from from Rio Vallecano is going to do something more significant. He's got a, a mediocre win record in terms of what he's achieved and the jobs that he's had, but something has got into the owner's mind. Someone has put it there. Someone has suggested this guy is a next evolution from recruiting players to a style of football to a more coherent managerial approach than the one we've got Gary O'Neill in. Right. So Foley bringing in Andoni. Er- Raiola at this stage from yeah. Rai Vallecano. What does this tell us about Foley? It, does it tell us he's he's ruthlessly ambitious? Or does it tell us that, better watch yourself with this guy, because he'll bin you as soon as look at you. No, I think that if he had made the appointment and had been in the situation with Gary O'Neill, where he was absolutely committed to Gary O'Neill was his recruit, rather than somebody that shuffled sideways out of the cab rank, was the guy that put his head above the parapet, took over the team, got a few wins, and gave them a bit of solidity after Scott Parker's antics, then we could make that accusation. But what what, what people attach, because people are emotional about football, and because people are emotionally invested in their side, they think subsequently everyone else has got to have the same emotional baggage. And that means owners have got to be as emotional about the awful word, the sack. Your 100% essential download. Outspoken with White and Jordan. Liverpool Rangers legend Graham Sooners is with us here in studio this lunchtime. Graham at the weekend completed a swim across the English Channel and raised over £1 million so far for charity. £1 million and rising. Uh, he was inspired to take on the challenge after meeting young Isla Grist, uh, just 14 years of age, Isla, who suffers from uh, a rare skin disease, epidermolysis bullosa. And Graham took, uh, and his team took 12 hours and 17 minutes to complete the 21-mile swim, which was longer than that, as you rightly say, Graham, because of the conditions in the channel at the weekend. Uh, uh, there's Dean Blackpool listening to him. I'm so very proud of you, Graham Sooners. Well done. Um, many, I don't know where to start. It's as simple as that. Uh, guys, what an achievement. This is Paul, who's a Leeds United fan in Yorkshire. Uh, an unbelievable achievement, Graham. Um, we all must congratulate you for that. It was amazing. Uh, there's one there, Terry in Cheltenham. My sister had EB, and as a family, we found it very difficult to deal with when she was in so much pain. Unfortunately, we lost her two years ago uh, due to skin cancer. She was 23. I'm listening to you, Graham. You've done so well with this uh, huge event at the weekend. Thank you for your efforts. 
And Graham, it's not stopping there. People who are listening this lunchtime, incidentally, it is rising all the time. And if you want to donate, it is give at as forward slash Deborah Swim. Um, if you want to get involved in that, uh, give dot as give dot as forward slash Deborah Swim. Uh, donations coming in all the time, are they, Graham? I'm looking at your phone; it's gone haywire. Yeah. I hope I'm not embarrassing him. Um, Fergie donated 20 grand today. Sir Alex Ferguson? Yes. Um, 20,000 quid. I was sitting with him last week at the, um, was it last week? The LMA dinner, the Grosvenor House. And he, he, he quizzed me for half an hour on it. He's, you know, he's a, we know he's a tough old man, but he's got a heart of gold in there. You have to search around for it, but he's got it. And he, um, he's done that this morning, so I'm chuffed. And I have to give a shout out to Chris Evans as well. Spoke to him this morning on his show. And just as I was about to get in the lift here, he said he's sticking twenty five grand in from the pot that he that he's raised from, from different different people. So you know, as I've said to you already, we we, we, we can't raise enough. What was it was at Parliament last night and hopefully, you know, we get support from there because that ultimately that is the quantum leap we need. They, they, they have to find the money to, to support us, to find a way of making life easier and ultimately a cure for these kids. Yeah. I've got to read this. David, a Celtic fan. A Celtic fan. Yeah. I had a few from them saying, could you do it under the water? Please? <laughs> <laughs> Hold your breath. One achievement, says uh, Celtic fan David. One achievement from Graham. You get the impression once he started swimming, he wasn't stopping until he hit dry land. You can imagine him thinking that the sea was his opponent and this was a tackle and there was only one winner and it wasn't the sea outstanding from him. Well done, Graham Souness. Thank you. How good is that uh, when you, when listen, you hear you know, there is messages like this? Enormous rivalry, you know, as well as I do up in Scotland. But I, I've had lots of support from Celtic supporters because they're bigger than that. They realise we're talking about children who have got an incurable disease. Now, that sounds bad enough, but then you factor in the, the really bad bit, that they have... No respite from this. They're constantly itching. They're constantly in pain. We can't help them. And we're in 2023. How can we not find something to help these kids? And we have to throw that much money at it or someone has to come up with an answer for us. Well, your conversation with the lady who said you used to put, deal with it with E45. Really? I mean, yeah. now we've got a million quid, thanks to your good self, that research can now get Please started God, good Jim. and proper. Please go. I don't think you're going to stop here, are you? No, no, it's all... What's I, next? I'm in, I'm in this... I'm in this. For as long as I'm wanted. You agree? Well, um, all right. Hmm? I'm in this for as long as I'm wanted. I mean, are you thinking about another another challenge? Yeah, we'll, we'll come I up with something. I know you've only just done this we'll, we'll, we'll come up with something. There has to be something that, you know, captures... You know, there's lots of people doing great things with different charity events. You do something difficult... Yeah, yeah, like 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 try and keep you quiet for five minutes. I was thinking if it's a sponsored silence, you could. You I'm listening to him. Board that. I, I'm listening to him. No. What would you do? I know there's been talk amongst you and the, the lads that you did it oh, with, the and these are ex-service people, so they know what they're doing. Yeah, they're hardy um, guys. I mean, anything you're going to ask them to do, they'll just treat it like a bit of dandruff. Um, obviously, <laughs> obviously, I, have to, I, I think this time round I should really consult my wife because. She's been put through it, waking her up every morning, not every morning, so four times a week, at five o'clock during the winter months. Um, 
than me going out the door and, and just the, the commitment that we've all had to show, otherwise we would not have done it. Um, we'll come up with something really difficult, and I'm up for that. I'm, I'm a great believer that you should always try and get out your comfort zone on a regular basis, you know, give your head a, a shake. Um, but I also realise that, you know, I am a certain vintage and that would have to be taken into account. But touch wood, I'm feeling great. And whatever it is, we'll have a good look at it. And it, it has to be something that's going to get people's attention. I realise that. What are you talking about? I mean, the North Pole? The no, North Pole, Atlantic or something. Kilimanjaro? No, no. Um, something something like... Yeah. yeah. Something the, unique. The messages are brilliant. Uh, Chris, thank you for this. Unbelievable achievement, Graham. I will immediately donate 20 quid right Good now man. if you on air with Jim and Simon go back on your Steady Eddie comment on Casemiro. No, no. <laughs> Did you say a lead supporter? <laughs> I, th- I still believe that. I, th- I, th- I would be happy to... They've been called a steady Eddie. You know, someone that's a seven and a half eight out of ten every week. I don't think spectacular. That's a bait and switch if ever I heard one. <laughs> if you called you someone a steady a Eddie, he would, his head would come off. You'd go um, mad if we called you a steady Eddie. Well, I, I, I would stand by that. And I think, um, I still don't think I'm wrong on that. He's a good player. You'd never be describing him as a great player. It's pretty, great, great what you've done I, honestly on this show as you know and you've been part of the show the, the number of messages we get is, is incredible it's unprecedented this lunchtime so I hope many of these messages will, will, will turn into donations because I know that's why you did it now, even, I know that's we, why we, you, you know, did five it. pounds and ten pounds yeah. every little bit yeah. we, the response has been off the charts and yes. I'd like to thank everybody you know everybody who's, who's donated whatever they could and and I I fully understand how difficult it is out there for people. And these people have obviously sacrificed mm. something to send us a 10 or a 5 or so. Yeah. You know, old age pensioners, everybody. Yeah. And what a really strange one, someone sent us what was it, something about £7.85p. So they'd obviously, this is how mad it is, someone's obviously budgeted, I can afford the 85p. Yeah, and you'll take it, of, of course. course. It's, it's just, it's just the, the response has been fantastic. So if you want to get involved, it's give.as. Slash Deborah Swim. Your 100% essential download. Outspoken with one. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Brighton Jordan. Thanks to everybody getting in touch this lunchtime. Wanting to, A, to congratulate Graham Soonest after that English Channel swim and B, to donate to the charity to fight this dreadful skin disease. Give.as forward slash Deborah Swim. That's the uh, that's what you're looking for. If you want to throw some money at this charity, and many of you, I'm delighted to say, are doing that this lunchtime. Graham is with us until uh, one o'clock. Uh, you'll have been out the loop a fair bit then. Graham, as regards what's been happening, yeah. I mean, you you keep your eye across, across not, events in football, but not, not. I mean, you can you know, there's that many ways to follow football and sport in general today. Yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't say I was at the loop. I'm still aware of what's been going on without down the south coast. You're not that far from Bournemouth, and yesterday we had a raised eyebrow in here when news came through that Gary O'Neill. Uh, whose job was a good one. Uh, they, they, he kept him or went a long way to keeping them in the in the Premier League next season, had been sacked uh, by this man, Bill Foley, at the top of the football club. And now we know uh, Raya Vallecanos and Doni in Iraola is the man that he's uh, chosen to take over from Anil. Did it shock you or did yes. nothing shock you? Yeah. I mean, I'd love to sit down with the owner and, and say, where, where do you think Bournemouth should be in the Premier League? For them, it's about survival. O'Neill did a great job. A great job. You know, they'll start next year and their priority has to survive. It's just about surviving. Bournemouth, 11,000 people turn up to watch the games. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a fairy tale, them being in the Premier League. So it's about survival. Now, O'Neill did his apprenticeship. He worked under a couple of people. And he's had a look at it. He, he knew the players. He knew how to get the best out of the individuals. And he did that. They survived. With a bit to spare. New guy coming in, doesn't know our football. I assume it's a chap from Rio Vallecano. Yeah, Arayola, yeah. So, doesn't yeah. know our football, doesn't know the players. Um, is the owner not just trying to show a bit uh, more ambition? I'll come back to what is their ambition? Their ambition surely has to be just to stay in the Premier League. And is this guy going to do any better? <coughs> I mean, can it, it not be more than that? That's the thing. No, I don't think it can, given the budget stuff to work with and given the you know the size of other football clubs here. They could have a you know a wouldn't purple they, wouldn't season. They look at, wouldn't they look at Brentford, Gray, and say, "Well, why can't we achieve what but Brentford achieved?" How many Brentford, Simon? Well, but yeah, I know. But the Bournemouth would make the argument that we would like to be a Brentford. I'm not suggesting the owner's right or wrong while making this decision, and you'll you'll come to the same conclusion that I will come to: is who's in his ear, and who's got influence with him, mm -hmm. and to make the decision that he's made. But you can look at a variety of clubs. Ah, you can always if he builds a new out. stadium, he's got 10,000 fans. Let's be honest about it, Gray. The smallest amount of money you get into football is through the gate receipts in the Premier League. So they're all going to get their 110, 120 million quid a year from the Premier League. They're all going to get their two and a half million pounds for league places for every place throughout the league. So they're all in that space. And the extra 15,000 fans between Brentford and um, Bournemouth is what? Five, six, seven million quid a year? Hmm. It's not going to make the difference, is it? I, I, I think you could look at any league anywhere, and I heard your conversations earlier about Man City, um, and say, well, you know, they could do a Brentford, or they could pick a team from another league. Yeah, that, that might be a, a couple of seasons. Brentford have good players, they play an up, they play an up and at you football, which unsettles teams they play against. Um, Bournemouth could do that. Or, but, but, but or Palace. Yeah, but, but these, these teams in the past have all risked going down. I just think you're bringing someone with no experience of the Premier League into a football club. Um, on, here's, a, here's a bigger question for me. It's about like our man at Chelsea who we 
we spent when I was coming in on a regular basis. We spent a lot of time talking about who was he listening to, who was the owner of Bournemouth listening to that we should change a guy who's kept us up. I think we have to get real. I come back to it. I know people who who have corporate boxes there, have season tickets there. They they just they know how difficult it is. Now, if this guy has ambitions beyond just survival, then I would suggest he's going to have to spend a lot of money to achieve that. Yeah. A lot of money, or he no, could well, do a Brentford and get lucky. But he spent. But he also the argument would be that he's shown his colours because he spent a lot of money in January. He spent well, 60, 70 million quid. So that means he's got to back up his actions. I would always make the argument that if you get a team promoted from the Championship, it's plausible that you can look at a Championship manager and say, "I don't think you can cut it in the Premier League. I can make a decision and fire you." And I wish I'd done that in my time, but. With this situation with Gary O'Neill... this, was it eight managers in ten years, Simon? Yeah, and was Robert, Roberto De Zerbi come over and manage properly, mm-hmm. albeit it was someone you, didn't, you, you queried. But the point is, is that the argument would be with Gary O'Neill in favour of your argument, that he's proven the fact that he can manage in the Premier League. And it doesn't... Well, it, your argument is, and I think you're right, where are Bournemouth going to go? Unless this guy's going to write out some big checks. So he's going to put the onus on himself. Mm. Yeah. He's to write some big he's checks out. He's put himself under pressure. Yeah. Now, I'll ask a question. You've owned a football club. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is a smart move? I don't. I, I know Gary O'Neill from sitting across the table from him, and my first reaction to Gary O'Neill getting the job is, I think this will be. I don't think he's going to be successful. Mm. So he's proven me wrong from the outset. So it's difficult to compute in my mind's eye why I would want to take this decision now. Maybe if I got three months into the season and all of a sudden I'm seeing Gary O'Neill come up short because that was then and this is now. But then this this kid at Real Vallecano is available now. He's out of contract now. Someone's yeah. in his ear. Someone going, this is a progressive coach that plays I a brand of football. It's a high risk. Mm. I think it is mm. as well. High yeah. risk strategy. Yeah. What about Brendan Rodgers going back to Celtic for a second time? Uh, is that a move that makes sense for both parties? Only Brendan can answer that, but I tell you what it does, because obviously my focus is on the other side of Glasgow. I am, I think Brendan, in going back, this is a worry for me as a Rangers man. My worry would be that he's asked for assurances in terms of budgets what he's going to spend, how much he can spend. Because um, I'm sure Brendan, if he had sat, would have got other job offers back in England. I don't, Maybe not in the Premier League, but certainly top end of the Championship. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it worries me slightly that he's gone back there for that fact alone, that his promises will be made to him, which is about budgets, how much he can spend, and that ain't good news for Rangers. Thanks for listening to Outspoken with White and Jordan. Please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back each weekday to bring you the best of the show.